It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow Locked On Packers, the podcast, at Locked On Packers. This Monday edition, Victory Monday edition of Locked On Packers is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag. The Green Bay Packers won Sunday afternoon 35-31. You may have heard. And we have to start with the heroics of Aaron Rodgers. And more than that, maybe, we need to talk about the narrative that has surrounded him for too long. That he couldn't win in the playoffs. Thoroughly debunked. Okay? The fourth quarter comeback numbers weren't there. He could never be Tom Brady because he wasn't a winner. Never mind the fact that QB wins is not a quarterback stat, okay? Dallas gets the ball with 9.49 left to play. The Packers have the lead. They go 17 plays, 79 yards. They get the go-ahead score with a minute 13 on the clock. And I got a text from a Bears fan friend of mine. A Bears fan. And at first it just said, Dallas is cooked. We've seen this movie a million times. The Packers with over a minute left is The Departed. And when Devontae Adams landed with his feet inbounds, the go-ahead score having been counted, the text I got was DiCaprio just had his brains blown out on the elevator. It did seem like it was preordained. The Packers, when they got the ball, if you were watching Twitter at the end of the game, and, and Troy Aikman was on it during the game, Dallas left too much time. We have seen this movie before. Since the start of 2016, Aaron Rodgers has 18 touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's the most in the league. He had not one but two fourth quarter comebacks in this game. 
any narrative that you want to have about Aaron Rodgers late in the game, in the clutch, whatever it is, let's put it to bed. Cowboys fans do. I bet that. There is no way you will ever get a Cowboys fan to talk mess about Aaron Rodgers as a clutch performer. He has ripped their hearts out too many times. Green Bay was outgained in this game. They were outpossessed in this game by 10 minutes, and they won 35 31 because Aaron Rodgers is the greatest thrower of the football in the history of the game. He finishes the game 19 of 29 for 221 and three touchdowns. That's a 122.9 quarterback rating. Not a ton of yards, decent yard per attempt. Packers didn't have the ball very much. The defense couldn't get off the field, and we're going to talk about the defense later. But we saw it from the jump. Four straight games now with an opening touchdown drive. The first drive of the game, the Packers marched it down the field and scored. And Mason Crosby missed the extra point, which was so bizarre. But we, we, we could tell right away Green Bay was going to be able to move the ball in this game. The problem was they couldn't stop Dallas. Now, Devontae Adams returned in this game. We had a feeling he might... He did. He ended up with seven catches for 66 yards and two brilliant touchdowns. And let's talk about the game winner. Because Rodgers went to him the play before the game winner, didn't get enough air on the ball, and Rodgers told Aaron Andrews after the game that Devontae Adams went back into the huddle and said, throw it again. Let's go right back to it. At the rookie Jordan Lewis from Michigan. They did it. That throw was perfect. But the first touchdown that he caught was a magnificent throw from Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams makes a fingertip grab, and the Packers' offense is in business. The problem was they couldn't get stops. Now, the other big plus from this game, the Packers get Brian Bulaga back, and that seemed to buoy the running game in some form or fashion. Aaron Jones was a revelation in this game. He was slippery. He was decisive. He played fast. He broke tackles. He played with balance. He goes 19 carries, 125 yards. That's 6.6 per tote. That is huge. Ty Montgomery better hurry up and get healthy because if he doesn't, Aaron Jones is going to take his spot. I mean, if you were listening to this, this podcast in the preseason, I was wondering aloud why it was so preordained that Jamal Williams was going to be the second running back on this team. I did not understand it because when I watched Aaron Jones run, I saw a running back that had skills that no other back on this team had. Ty Montgomery can run with power, so can Jamal Williams, so can Aaron Jones. But what Jones brings is an elusiveness. He can get skinny in the hole. He has vision. He has jump cuts. He is a natural-born running back. I I tweeted during the game, Aaron Jones might be the best pure runner on this team. Ty Montgomery may be a better, more versatile overall back. He knows the offense better. Aaron Jones might be the better pure running back. And the Packers got a wide open touchdown to Jordy Nelson because they went play action. The entire Dallas front seven bit on the fake. Jordy Nelson wide open in the end zone. If Green Bay can play with balance, this offense can be even better than it has been. And they've been pretty good. Last three games, they've gone 27-35-35. They're getting their act together offensively. The offensive line is getting healthier, although they did give up some pressure this game. More importantly, they opened up lanes in the running game, and Aaron Rodgers did the rest. Aaron Rodgers did the rest. Devontae Adams said after the game that that Rodgers told the offense, all we need is some time and downs. 
Just a couple plays and we can do it. They go nine plays, 75 yards in under a minute for the game-winning touchdown. Just please go ahead and inject all future Packers-Cowboys games right into my veins. Just let me... Just let me free base all Packers Cowboys games from now on, please. Danny Kelly from the Ringer, who we had on before the season, wrote about in the in the offseason. There are no rivalries left. Please let Packers Cowboys once again be a rivalry because these games have been beyond fun. Beyond fun. And you know what else the Packers did? In winning, they covered the spread. I told you about the model that I've been using as of right this minute before the Vikings and the Bears play. I went 8-5 and five this week. 8-5. and five. If you use my picks, you win money. That's what you need. And if you're going to use my picks or you're going to use any picks to bet, go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you can get up to a 100% deposit bonus just for putting money on the website. They'll give you money back. There are so many shady websites out there, gambling websites, Do not get duped. MyBookie.ag is legit. They've been in business for years. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Just two business days. They also have live in-game betting, a great mobile site, so you can get your bets in right from the couch. It's no different than betting in a casino, but you can do it right from your smartphone. Go to MyBookie.ag to place your bets and tell them I sent you by using the promo code LOCKEDON for up to 100% cash bonus bonus. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Now we have to talk about the defense. Do we have to? Yes, we have to. Green Bay in the last three games has still yet to keep the Dallas Cowboys under 30 points. That is not ideal. Green Bay has played two games on the road. They've given up 34 and 31 points. That cannot continue for this defense. Now part of the reason is they're banged up. They get Mike Daniels back from injury. He was not 100%, or at least it did not appear he was. He did not play with force. He did not play with the intensity and the dynamic ability that we are used to seeing from him. A little bit of that is probably Russ. A little bit of that is the Dallas offensive line, especially on the interior, is really, really good. The other part of it was Nick Perry, for example, had multiple chances to make big plays in this game and couldn't because he's playing one-handed. Literally playing one-handed. On the first Cowboys drive, he has a chance to sack Dak Prescott in the backfield, but he can only... Extend one hand to get to Dak. Dak fires down the field for Bryce Butler. It's a big gain instead of a sack. Similar situation on the next drive. Nick Perry has to reach out with the wrong hand. He's closest with his offhand. He has to reach across his body to try and get Dak Prescott because he's got a club. But it's important that we point out an enormous play in this game. That was not a turnover, but was still an enormous play. With the Dallas Cowboys up 21-12... And driving late in the first half, Nick Perry beats Tyron Smith, strips the ball from Dak Prescott. I thought live Kenny Clark had recovered it, which would have been huge. It would have given the Packers an opportunity with some time and timeouts to have a shot to kick a field goal to make it a one-score game. 
but they didn't. Dallas did recover, but it ended the scoring threat and kept the game 21-12. From a momentum standpoint and from a scoring standpoint, that was a huge play in the game. Because if Dallas scores there, Green Bay is in serious trouble. The Packers come out, they get a field goal in the opening drive of the second quarter. They go nine plays, 71 yards in under four minutes, and now it's 21-15. It's a one-score game. Next drive, Packers force a punt. Next drive, Packers 14 plays, 88 yards in just under seven and a half minutes. Just over seven and a half minutes to take the lead. There's no doubt that that Nick Perry play was absolutely critical. And because of the, the Aaron Rodgers heroics, it won't get talked about. Now, the injuries the injuries obviously hurt Green Bay's defense. Kevin King goes out on the first drive. He has a concussion, making a tackle on Des Bryant. And that creates this trickle-down effect because then you have to put Devon, Devon House stays outside. You got to bring in Demarius Randall. And now that, that screws up how you want to play nickel, potentially, because then Kentrell Bryce gets hurt. So now Josh Jones is on the field. He's playing Nitro linebacker. He's doing his thing. But what the Packers had to do is they had to move Burnett back to safety, taking him away from his responsibilities as nickel corner, which if you didn't read what I wrote for Acme Packing Company last week, you should go and read it. Morgan Burnett may have saved this Packers secondary playing in the nickel. If they're healthy, the secondary can be really good. But they had to put Rollins on the field in the slot. And Rollins, you know how I feel about Rollins. He can't play. He is not an NFL corner. Dom Capers early on was basically having to rotate corners in and out of the game. It'd be Devon House and Josh Hawkins one play. It'd be Demarius Randall, Devon House, Randall and Hawkins, Hawkins and House, Randall and whoever. It was bizarre. And maybe he was trying to find a group that, that worked. I thought Josh Hawkins played well in this game. And it's worth pointing out that one of those backup corners, the guy who was literally kicked off the field last week, makes... The, the biggest play of the game, at least before Aaron Rodgers does his thing. With the Packers trailing 24-22, Cowboys had just taken the lead. The Packers go three and out. But Justin Vogel pins the Cowboys deep because Jeff Janis makes an incredible open field tackle in the punt return. The very next play, Dak Prescott fires a pass to Terrence Williams that bounces off his hands right into the hands of Demarius Randall. He houses it. Packers lead. And this is huge for a number of reasons. Number one, Demarius Randall is too talented to not have opportunities to play and to not get his acts together. Grow up and play. You're too talented. And this was an instance. He's a playmaker. It's what he can do. Green Bay didn't have an interception the first three weeks of the season. They now have one in two straight games. They won the turnover battle essentially by this play. Technically, there were three fumbles on the last play of the game. Green Bay had one because Nick Perry picked the ball up and didn't seem to know that he needed to do more than just pick it up for the game to be over. And then Dallas technically fumbled two more times. But really, on non-last gasp plays, the turnover margin was 1-0. And this was the one. And not only was it a turnover, it ends in a touchdown. He had another great play that was negated by an offsides penalty where he broke up a pass down the field to Terrence Williams, a pass that he he almost intercepted, but I think lost the ball in the sun. With House, King, Randall, and Burnett in the slot and Hawkins backing them up, this secondary can be solid. It can certainly be decent. 
And we saw today against a really good offense, hobbled. They weren't even decent. They were sub-decent. But because Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter. Three out of the last four games, Green Bay has a lot of passer rating above 100. 105 for Dak, 108 for Matt Ryan, 124 for Andy Dalton. Green Bay won two of those three games. And one of the big reasons why is Green Bay's passer rating in this game, Rodgers outdueled Prescott. So yeah, they give up they give up a nice number, but so did Dallas. Now Rodgers didn't technically have a higher passer rating against the Bengals. He throws for three scores, throws for 313 yards. He was the more productive quarterback. This is how Green Bay is winning games right now. They're four and one. They're totally beat up, and they've won some games undermatched. You could tell in this game that they were just on the field too long. To have a 10 minute time of possession deficit is enormous. Zeke Elliott, for his first 16 carries, had 31 yards. That's less than two yards a pop. But he finished with 29 carries for 116 yards, which means on those last 13 carries, he averaged six and a half a carry. They wore Green Bay's defense down because Green Bay's defense was on the field the whole game. And it wasn't like the reason for that was that Green Bay was going three and out and giving the ball back. No. Green Bay only punted twice all day. Green Bay only had seven possessions in this game. They scored on five of them. They had three, only had three possessions in the first half. In the first half. And they scored two touchdowns. They had four possessions in the second half, went field goal, touchdown, punt, touchdown. This offense is going to keep getting better as it, get, as it gets healthy. This is something that we're going to touch on, I'm sure, a lot more moving forward. But with Aaron Jones' emergence, once Ty Montgomery gets back healthy, imagine a situation where the Packers are going to go too wide with Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson, let's say, Martellus Bennett, and in the backfield in shotgun is Rodgers, Ty Montgomery to his left, and Aaron Jones to his right. Good luck, defenses. Good luck. Green Bay's not going to be able to count on this consistently from Rodgers, obviously. They can't rely on last-second heroics every week. But once again, injuries crushed them. They lose a starting corner. They lose their starting slot corner safety in this game. Their most reliable defensive player, basically. They're without their starting running back, their starting left tackle. Those guys are coming back. There are so many ways this team can get better. For them to be 4-1 and one at this point is enormous. There's a lot to come this week on Longtown Packers. It is Vikings week. We've got all sorts of divisional talk to get to. Some some great guests that that I'm I'm really excited about that that I will plug when I can plug them. We'll have Expert Tuesday. We'll have Opponent Wednesday. We're going to have Scouting Report on Thursday. We may have a guest for that, which will be great. I, I think I think it worked out really well last week to have Bob McGinn come in and do that. There was a lot of great responses to that podcast and all the podcasts we did last week. Last week was our biggest week of the year. So thank you for making that possible. If you like the podcast, tell a friend, please. And if you like the podcast, go to iTunes, leave a review, leave your Twitter handle, and every week we're going to pick someone at random to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $40 value. Well, $39.99 value. You get player grades. 
you get charting, you get fantasy football data, daily fantasy data, all the good data. Go do that and all you have to do to get that is to leave a review of this podcast. Tell a friend. Let's keep growing the show. Packer Nation is always growing, always expanding. We've got listeners in Dallas. This is going to be a great week for them. We've got listeners in San Francisco, New York. We've got listeners in Europe. We've got listeners all over the globe. Packers Nation is international. It is worldwide. So if you like the show, tell a friend. Post this on Facebook. Post it on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. We're going to have a ton more content this week, so keep listening. I appreciate everything that you've done for this podcast. I've been having a blast doing it. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And before we go, I want to remind you that this edition of Locked on Packers was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie.ag where they will match your first deposit up to 100%. Just use the promo code LOCKED. On. That's it. The Packers win 35-31. They're 4-1. They are at the top of the NFC North standings. They are tied at the top of the National Football Conference. And we're going to have a lot more to discuss this week when they face off with everyone's favorite team to hate, the Minnesota Vikings. So to get all that content, remember, stay. Always stay. Locked on Packers. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. The list.